All right, so we're back with the huddle. We and, are um, back. It's episode two, man. We're making big changes. We're man. doing big things. I know. It feels we like are. it's been like 20 years already, though. I know. Wow. It's time for the anniversary. <laughs> oh, man. Um, we're just getting started. We have a lot that we want to talk about, not just today, but just throughout this entire project. I'm super excited because actually I was thinking this morning how it's almost been, what, six months that I've talked about this. And um, mm. and then I remember telling you, like, yo, I really mm. want you to help me with this podcast. Yeah. And here we are making moves and really trying to change and affect some lives, man. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was great. It just really had just a good conversation, man. I know. It is. It's pretty cool to sit down. And, and now we have a film. So, like, if people are watching this on YouTube... Um, still go and subscribe to us on SoundCloud and Apple Music. We're trying to work that out, but by the time you hear this, preferably it's worked out. But um, before we get started, you know how we do. I just want somebody to hear me out. So uh, let's talk about the elephant in the room. Did you get your stimulus check? Bro, I still have not gotten my What? I've been check, stimulated. That's crazy. They're I've been stimulated. You, you still... Wait, okay, so is it... Is it by last name? I hope so, because my, my last name is W, and I still don't have it, so maybe that's hope. That's crazy. Okay, so, but you, no, I can't be, because I have mine, but my sister doesn't have hers, and we have the same last name. So you got yours? I got mine. That's crazy. My sister didn't have hers. So there's a lot of people still not stimulated in their checking account. Well, I'm about to stimulate somebody. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard out here. I'm a child I- of God, I promise. <laughs> Child of God, I promise. You. Somebody asked, "What are you doing with your stimulus check?" And I was just like, "I mean, it's not really much you can do because everything's closed." I know I got some bills to pay. I know that. Oh yeah, now that that's important. Actually, I do have a bill to pay. I need to pay my car note for they repossess that junk, and then I'll be walking <laughs> literally by faith. <laughs> that's crazy. On the water. On the water, literally. Yeah. Um, so people ain't got their stimulus checks yet. There's something else. Um, that I was um, watching. I'm from Michigan, and so uh, I've been in Florida for about 10 years, but I'm looking at these riots, man. Or not riots, I shouldn't say that. But it looks like that's yeah, what it's going to turn into. Yeah, it could be a riot. <laughs> People are outside marching because they're tired of being quarantined. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, I'm a fan of being at home. I'm a fan of chilling, but I'm low-key tired, too. Yeah, I feel you. Like, I low-key want to go to the mall and buy some shoes or just get out and do something. And it's pretty hard. But then, you know, the part of me thinks like, mm, maybe we shouldn't be so selfish. People are dying from this. We should still continue to lay low. Obey obey the laws of the land. I don't know, brother. I'm just over it all. Man. And then I'm seeing people canceling plans and weddings. What did you have to cancel because of Corona? Me? I didn't really have to cancel too much. Actually, um... It wasn't me canceling it personally, but the God of Miracles was something I was looking forward to. I know. But unfortunately, we had to cancel that um, because of everything going on. But Bro, say we won't do it in December if we have to. I mean... I will talk about, <laughs> I will talk about down. the crucifixion anytime. As soon as this thing clears up, that's what we're doing. We're still pressing forward. But luckily, we got this platform. We got the podcast. We have all of this stuff. Um, we started talking about accountability uh, last week, and I low-key listened to the episode, and it was good, but I just hate my voice, so I don't know. Yeah, me too, honestly. I'm probably not even going to listen to this one when we're done. Bro, yeah. <laughs> it sucks, because we got to edit this stuff, and you'd be like, oh, why do I sound like that? But, you know, um, Abe was here directing, and he put out, I don't know, was he on Snapchat? He was on Snapchat, yeah, he posted a story. Yeah, because a few there. people hit me up like, yo, uh, when is this thing dropping? And I was like, dang, now we got to do it. <laughs> yeah, well, we out here now, so. We are we are, we are, are full on out here. Um, 
So yesterday we talked about, or not yesterday, last time we talked about, what was it, accountability? Mm-hmm. And today we have another special topic. Um, we were sitting here trying to figure out what we we're going to talk about. And I guess, okay, so before we talk about it, the topic today, like, was God already dealing with you this morning on that stuff? He was, man. Um, and before we hop in there, man, let me just, can you hear me out for a second? Yes, yes. Okay. Yes. Man, one thing that's really been bothering me and has bothered me for a long time is how how people view Christians, man. They mm. say Christians are hypocrites all the time, bro. And I'm a Christian, man. I'll, I'll stand on that until I go to the grave. But I think I'm pretty cool too, man. I don't want to I don't want somebody to look at me and <clears throat> and think I'm a hypocrite. Oh, you a Christian? Oh, okay, he finna judge me when I leave. You know, yeah, that's no. always bothered me, bro. Yeah. And that's something that has really just been on my heart. Like, why do people see Christians as hypocrites all the time? Why do they see Christians as a threat or somebody who mm. um, just thinks they're holier than that? What what makes them think that when they think of a Christian? Mm. And like you said, we have a very special topic. And truth be told, I think it's just how we address truth. Mm. We don't know... When to lick and when to kick. Okay. And I got that from you, so I'm going to let you explain that. Hold up. Let me go to my notes. See, (laughs) it's about to get real. When to lick and when to kick. When to lick and when to kick. All right, so we got accountability. We all got friends. We all have, um, there's moments where you tell the friend the hard truth, and then there's moments where you just love them through their uh, rough stage or whatever they're trying to work out or wherever God is dealing with them. So learning when to lick is like not necessarily just um, like being too passive to a point where you just allow them to walk in sin or allow them to walk into things that are not, that are not good for them. But it's just knowing and having that wisdom of like, okay, right now they just need me to comfort them. Mm-hmm. Right now they just need me to be there and be that friend. Mm-hmm. And then knowing when to kick is like, okay, right now you need to get your act together. Yeah. Um, and I, I wrote this down. I said, uh, you know, when is the appropriate time to comfort a friend and when is the time to tell them the truth on the level that they can receive it? Because mm-hmm. why? Everybody communicates differently. Oh, that is so good, man. Communication mm-hmm. is so, so very important, man. And I think... We get in trouble just because we don't know how to communicate to people. True. Um, we can be speaking things that are truthful, mm-hmm. but people, like you said, people receive things differently. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you one thing that I've learned just about speaking truth is that timing is everything. It is. Um, timing is something that is very, very important when speaking uh, things that are truthful. But that's a totally different conversation. We'll probably hop in that another time. Um, one of the things that I think comes with truth hand in hand is that of grace mm-hmm. we, we've heard things said like grace and truth jesus came with grace and truth mm-hmm. and as christians we can't lose sight of the grace part and i think sometimes when we get um in situations where we're speaking truth or something like that we forget to bring grace along with it mm-hmm. and that is where i believe people on the outside and even christians alike can begin to um, see you through a hypocritical lens, like see you as viewing them through a hypocritical lens. 
um, simply because you don't give the grace with the truth. Mm-hmm. And um, man, personally, I just feel like God wants us to always remember that grace is a free gift. Yes. Um, and that's the truth. Mm-hmm. The truth is that God sent his son to live the life that we could not live. There's nothing that we could do to save ourselves. But he sent his son for us. Um, he died on the cross. And he rose again. And now we have eternal life through our faith in him. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we ever lose sight of that, we'll begin to uh, judge others and speak truth. Mm-hmm. But we'll forget grace. We'll, we'll forget where we came from. Mm-hmm. You know, Something my, my parents would always tell me. Don't ever forget where you came from. True. It's always good to remember that. It is. So like, okay, so we get that as Christians and like as people who are like in our word and and praying and stuff. But what about the person that like, because I think about the person who um, is not in their word. Because there was a time where I wasn't in my word like that. I was just, you know, I just went to church, visited Mm. every now and then, you know. But um, so for me, I think at the basic level of this concept of just knowing when to tell the truth and when to just honestly be quiet or, or knowing when the truth is necessary it goes back to the first part of the word accountability, which is account. Mm, and absolutely. so, like, if you don't have an account with the person, you cannot check them. Absolutely. So, That's like, if true. I don't bank at the same bank that you go through, like the stimulus check, <laughs> I am not getting a check from Bank of America because I don't have an account there. That's true. So, like, when it comes to friendships, I think before you even try to tell a person the hard truth, you have to have an account. You have to actually have a relationship. And account means just relationship with that person. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times, just because you might see something that you think is wrong, if you don't have a relationship with that person, you really don't know the true story. Absolutely. You don't know the full story. Um, For instance, like, a lot of people, uh, let's just be honest, they talk about a lot of... uh, a lot of issues come from people who struggle with homosexuality. And so from afar, you can see that and say, oh, that's wrong. That's not of God. But like, we don't know like that person was molested when they were little mm-hmm. or like we, we don't know the backstory, not excusing the sin, but just having the account or having the relationship with that person to know when to lick and when to kick. Because you can kick somebody out of love. Mm-hmm. Like you can truly mean well by telling them the hard truth. But if you don't have that relationship, I think hard truth is is honestly received when you know that it's coming from a person who has your best interest at heart. Mm-hmm. Like if yeah. I know your heart and you tell me something that I don't necessarily like, I'm not going to be angry or hold it against you because I know your heart isn't to hurt me. Mm-hmm. It's to help me. Right. But like a lot of times, especially like in church or just in the Christian community, we find ourselves running to the word. We see what the word says and it's true. It's right. But we tell a person and we don't have a relationship with them. Mm-hmm. And so now it comes across as like, first of all, who are you to even <laughs> check me? Like I, you don't even yeah. know me. I don't know you. And mm-hmm. like, here you are with, with some, with this kick. Mm. You know, and and I think yeah. that's where we go wrong. Man, that is that is so good, man. I'll tell you one thing that God kind of necked me on and, and convicted me about was the story of Jonah. I was in a situation mm-hmm. where, like you said, I ran to the scripture. Um, I saw what was right. And I even got confirmation from the Lord, I believe, on what I was seeing. Mm-hmm. But as I went through this process, it wasn't received. And uh, one of the things God spoke to me and it sat with me for so long. And he simply just said, the moment that you care more about being right than you care about the person, Mm. you're wrong. Mm. And I think it ties into what you were saying about having an account with the person. Um, If you don't love a person, truth be told, you're not going to care how they feel about the truth. You're not going to care 
even really if they receive it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it even reminds me of, of, of uh, the Pharisees and Sadducees in the Bible. In Matthew 23 uh, and 28, it says, Outwardly, you look like righteous people, but inwardly, your hearts are filled with hypocrisy and lawlessness. Mm-hmm. And even in Hosea 6, 6, it says, I want you to show love, not offer sacrifices. I want you to know me more than I want burnt offerings. And yes. before we engage in another um, conversation with a human about truth and what's right, we have to always go back to what the heart of God is. Mm-hmm. God loves this person. Yeah, what they did might be wrong, but at the end of the day, God loves them with their flaws. God loves mm-hmm. them just the way they are in the moment. He can't. He won't love them more when they start changing. He won't love them less if they don't ever change. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to remember that as Christians that we are responsible for representing the heart of of, of God, the heart of Jesus Christ, right. to people who are believers and non-believers. Mm-hmm. You know, like you said, I mean, you just have to have an account. And you have to truly love people first yeah, you before do. you can try to go and, and correct someone, I believe. Yeah, you do. I mean, I remember, okay, so I'm not going to drop any names because this person might be listening. Uh-oh. But <laughs> we all got those relatives that around oh, the holidays want to mind your business mm. and they never want to mind their own business. And there is a particular individual who other individuals and I run from. Oh, because it's always a conversation of just like something that they know nothing of and just trying to get into someone's business or tell someone what they should be doing. And honestly, I think like with this, you know, knowing when to lick, when to kick, you know, obviously having the account with that person and, and truly developing a relationship because the relationship will tell you how to communicate with that person, first Absolutely. of all. Because like if you if you have a relationship with a friend, I know how they operate. I know like what they like. I know what they don't like because we talked about it last time. We have accountability. You give that person the power to hurt you Mm -hmm. and you, you never want them to abuse that trust. And so when you have the relationship, that's where that wisdom comes in and you know, like, okay, for me to check this person, I can't say it like this or they won't receive it, Mm -hmm. you know, or I can say it like this. I can tell them the truth in this way because this is the way that they will receive that truth. And so anyway, I'm saying all that on my rant to say there's a relative that we just kind of steer away from because they always come across as really judgmental mm-hmm. or like they they know. I don't know why certain people come across as if they have like a special version of the Bible that you don't have. <laughs> and you're like, I have those same scriptures like mm-hmm. I know, <laughs> but you never really take the time to develop the relationship. And so here you are just kicking everybody. And you never really embrace it. You never really try to come to an understanding mm. of where that person is. And really, it's a lack of mercy. Yeah. If we're honest, like it's a lack of mercy. It's a lack of just of genuine understanding and, and, and grace and saying like, yeah, they messed up or yeah, they fall short in this area. But like I fall short in other areas mm-hmm. because if you're ever if you're always in a position where you're looking outward and never looking inward, oh my goodness. you know, you can only give grace and mercy to a person when you realize how much grace and mercy you've received. Right. right like right. and that's when it's easier for you to, to love a person. And then that's what gives you the wisdom to know when to lick and when to kick. Wow, man. That really reminds me of um, in the scriptures when Jesus is saying that um, we should take the log out of our own eye before trying to mm-hmm. point out the splinter in our brothers. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's something he's really been working on me with uh, because sometimes what, when we see something, it can seem like, man, this is so obvious. I have to speak on it. Um, and we just forget to look at ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there was a situation, man, where I was seeing something and, and it was not a good thing. It was not right. 
but I spent so much time um, harping on the fact that it wasn't right and nobody was addressing it and nobody was saying anything. Right. And I forgot that there were things that I had to wake up in the morning and repent for. Yes. You know, as we uh, most of us know in the Lord's Prayer, it says, um, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors or forgive us our trespasses as we forgive, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Yeah. And, and God was like, remember the Lord's Prayer. Mm-hmm. As as we uh, we need to forgive those who wrong us or um, mm-hmm. do those things before we ask God for forgiveness for ourselves. Like, we have to um, give as freely as we have been given. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's good to just always um, take inventory of what we have going on first mm-hmm. and then let the Holy Spirit lead us mm-hmm. to those relationships we already have, those accounts we already have. Right. To ultimately build them up, mm-hmm. never to tear them down. Even correction is, is for the purpose of building a brother or sister up, never mm-hmm. to tear them down. So, mm-hmm. And you said something too, just just like understanding that mercy, like Lamentations in Lamentations 3. Is that how you say it? Lament, Lamentations? Lamentations. It's close. I don't know. Is hey, it, it, y'all grace, know what I'm talking about. His grace covers it. Right. His grace. <laughs> See, don't kick me. Um, it says in chapter 3, verse 22. Uh, through 23 says through the lord's mercies we are not consumed because his compassions fail us not they are new every morning every morning great is your faithfulness every morning they're new we Mm. get new mercies and grace every morning and it's by that and it talks about it says because his compassions fail us not so like we cannot let our compassion for others if we're made in his image and if we're trying to strive to be like christ we can't let our compassion for other people Fellas, not. And I think, truthfully, I can I can put this on me because I've been guilty of this several times. Like, I'm constantly having to remind myself of this. Um, a lot of it just comes from, like, I had to go in the deep root of myself, to be honest. Mm-hmm. A lot of, um, for me, speaking truth um, because you can love a person so much that you don't want them to go the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Um but I have to remind myself that God was compassionate with me. Like, I have to constantly put it back on me. Like, okay, God, you were compassionate with me. You gave me new mercies every single day. So, like, we have to constantly keep doing that. And a lot of it is hard because we just don't want to be the underdog. Yeah. Like, laying mm-hmm. your life down is hard. And I'll be, man, I lay it down and I'll be trying to pick it back up. Because mm-hmm. it's just not comfortable laying your life down. Mm-hmm. It's not easy, especially when you're dealing with the repeat offender. Like, wow, especially nice. when you're dealing with somebody who keeps doing this thing and it's harming you. And and it's and it's now you have to use that wisdom of when to lick and when to kick. And I don't think that you should be so passive that you never address anything. Mm-hmm. I just think it's the way you address it. And my second point was just like, is it necessary right now? Is the truth mm-hmm. necessary now? Like, if I tell this person the truth, is it going to change anything right now? Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, I totally agree. Timing is everything, man. That really reminds me of um, Peter when he asked Jesus, how many times should I forgive someone mm-hmm. in a day? Uh, seven, seven times, Ooh. you know, and <laughs> and Peter was probably thinking Jesus was like seven. No, nah, they got you five. You go ahead and write yeah. them off. But he said, no, 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 not seven. Seven times, 70. How about that? Peter said, what? But Jesus used such drastic numbers to show us how often he forgives us mm-hmm. and how often we should forgive those. And like you said, even if we don't speak um, a word to the person in the moment or we're waiting, I think God cares more about our heart towards the person. 
Um, he wants us to be able to forgive them in our heart that mm-hmm. quickly mm-hmm. each and every day so that we'll be free. Mm-hmm. We won't bind them in our own hearts. Mm-hmm. And, and, and oh, truth man, be told, like, we can then pray for them to receive what God has for them. And we can pray that God will use us mm-hmm. to um, give them what he gave us. Mm-hmm. which is grace. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes like we understand, like you said, we understand that God gives us grace um, and God will use us to give, just like financial, like God will use us through resources. Sometimes mm-hmm. the resource is grace that God yeah. uses us as the vessels to deliver. And um, I just, I really believe that God wants his, his people, his church to be free, to be free in their hearts, free in their minds and so many of us are bound up um, simply by our unforgiveness of our brothers and sisters. And so we can't even, we think that just throwing out truth will change their heart. But in reality, we still haven't bound up. So even when we speak truth, it's not going to do anything for them right. except make them more angry. Right. Um, and so you, you just have to remember, mm-hmm. just remember what God so freely gave us and give it to other people because I truly believe, man, that um, love is the only thing that changes lives. Love is the only thing that changes minds. And it's so very powerful, even when we don't understand it. I think about Martin Luther King and what he did. And a lot of people didn't agree with what he did. Right. But um, he endured. That's one thing he did. He endured and he forgave those who were spitting on him. He was doing something for those people who were going against what he believed. Mm-hmm. And he, they did the sit-downs. They were getting sick by dogs, all these things. And he kept going, fighting in a different way. And I think it's simply just because um, he knew what the love of Christ was. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a very good example of, of how Jesus came and how Jesus wanted us to love each other. Because mm-hmm. love is not easy. Love is, is uh, they say love is war. It and, is. And I, and I think it is. Um, and, and, oh, man. Okay, so side note. Could you march with Dr. King? When you watch those videos, like, look, I'm in church. I'm, you know, I be up there with the worship team. I just don't know if I'm gonna tell you something. That's that's when you're tapping into the Holy Spirit. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's literally strength by the strictly by the Holy Spirit because L.A. <laughs> like I, you, you, you sick of dog Malcolm X. Malcolm to the X, <laughs> Malcolm X all day long. Because when you watch those, this is so random. But when you watch those videos, and you see what people went through, like getting spit on, could you? They come to you like Austin. We finna pick you up at the, on the bus. We finna go get spit on at Joe and Eddie's <laughs> and, get our, and get our behinds whooped and get like some dogs sicked on this. What you saying? Uh. If I'm being real with you, <laughs> listen, bro. I mean, I'm just going off of the Austin that I hope to be during that time. It, I, theoretically, if I'm a Christian man, and and I want to be, and I'm I'm where I want to be as far as my heart for Jesus Christ. I think I could do it. I think that reading the scriptures and reading what Jesus said about suffering and laying your life down, and one of my favorite uh, verses in Matthew is when. Um, Jesus says, if someone slaps you yeah. on the right cheek, offer your other also. You know, if you get sued in court for your shirt, give them your coat too. That He said that stuff would happen Jeez. in the scriptures already. Mm-hmm. So I hope that I would be in relationship with Jesus Christ, that I would have the strength to truly yield to the Holy Spirit to, um, that, yes. to do those things. Because 
of course, in the flesh, those things are hard to do. But the people who were able to endure those things are actually the strongest ones. Yeah, they are. Not the ones who fought back physically. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I hope. I pray that I would I be mean, able too. to. I, I don't know. Look, I, I hope and pray. Pray for pray them, and hope. Man. But I'm just saying, like, man, that's, that's, that's really tough. And when you put it, like, when we think of stuff like that, it makes it so much. It makes this, the issues that we deal with, the, the disagreements, so minor and minuscule. Mm, yeah. You know, and I think this conversation is great, especially in a time of, like, just the coronavirus. A lot of people are stuck at home in places mm. with people who they don't necessarily care for. Yeah. And so, like, now you're starting to slowly see the flaws um, and imperfections in another person. Mm. And now you feel like this is the time to kick. And there is a difference between kicking and punting. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> some of us are out here punting people and <laughs> talking about, that's why you overweight. Oh, like, like God. just going in. For real. And you said something about, like, see, it's never the time to tell the person the truth if you're already angered. You know, are angry with them or have something against them in your heart. Mm-hmm. Like the Bible tells us, a soft answer turns away wrath. Right. So, like, if your answer isn't soft, like if you're about to punt, oh my goodness. Like, you ever see people tell the hardcore truth and you're like, no, that was just mean. Like, that's wow. not that's a that's a, because it's not necessary right now. Mm-hmm. Like, what is that? What is that? You know, the truth I think is is something that you speak that will help navigate or help them steer around trials or something that are happening right now or. or for instance, if you if you have a friend and and they're doing something that could hinder their ministry or something, obviously mm-hmm. with relationship and with the appropriate timing, that's a t- that's something that you can speak. But saying something that that's pointless, like yeah, you know, Man. that that's good, bro. It just made me think about um, how counselors counsel people. You know, mm-hmm. um, they take a different route than most. Counselors, with all their knowledge, they know what people are, the root issue of what people are dealing with mm-hmm. already. Mm-hmm. But what they do through hour-long sessions and even weeks and weeks of meeting with a person is they try to get a person to speak the truth themselves. Yeah, they get them to say it. They ask questions in a calm and a patient way that makes the person look at the, truth be told, look at the splinter in their eye. Mm-hmm. You know, um... And through those things, asking questions and just being being there to hear them vent um, helps the person realize that, wow, maybe I didn't forgive this person or maybe I need to go back and forgive my dad. And they'll reveal things like, well, the reason why I lashed out was because I, I was molested when I was young mm-hmm. or I was neglected. I was left here on a fire, at a fire station, things like that. And I think we need to talk about this too, man, how we each have... Um, private secret struggles mm-hmm. that no one knows about. Mm-hmm. Um, there are things that we all go through that no one else can see but us and God. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people go through traumatizing events that change the way that they think, change the way that they maneuver, change the way that they operate around people. Mm-hmm. And we don't see those things and we can immediately just judge the book by its cover. And I yeah. think that that's why we have to be so patient like you were saying patient and um and kind and just gentle and compassionate with people because we really don't know mm-hmm. and um and, and you'll come to find out man when you sit down and you just talk with someone for uh, a bit of time and you realize what they're going through it's like man what you were doing is nothing compared to what you've been through right exactly 
Exactly. It, it reminds me of those stories of kids who you hear like being bullied and stuff, man. You look mm-hmm. at it and you see what they're doing to other students in school and you're like, dang, that's jacked up. Mm-hmm. But then when you, you know, look at their life and you're like, wait, you're being abused at home or like, yeah, you know, you're, you're living by yourself, you're raising yourself. Mm-hmm. There's, there's always a, honestly, a smack in the face when you start judging people that yeah. is to come because you start to understand why. And um, that's why the scriptures tells us, but by the grace of God, there go I. You know, mm-hmm. the only difference between us and the person that we feel the need to kick is grace. Mm. You know, a yeah. lot of times people are struggling. It's grace. If we were in their position or if we were in their shoes, mm-hmm. we would like to think we would handle the situation better, but we really wouldn't. Yeah, you don't know how you would. No, you don't know until you're in the situation. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I mean, sometimes we focus on what someone else is doing in their situation that we're neglecting the things that we aren't handling mm. right in our own situation. And so, like, with this whole, like, when to kick or when to lick and when to kick, I think, first of all, you should never be trying to kick anyone with without pure intentions. Like, your intentions should solely be on trying to help that person. Mm-hmm. You see that this thing is hindering them and you want to sit down in love because the Bible tells us that in Jeremiah, with love and kindness have I drawn thee. Mm-hmm. So, in love, I'm trying to help this person. And sometimes we're trying to kick a person because we're trying to control them. Mm. Yeah, that's like it's control. Like I want you to fix this because it's bothering me, and I want to control how you do things. And you know what the scary part is? Sometimes, um, the people that we want to control a lot of times aren't even people that are our enemies. No. They're the people closest to us, the people yes. that we love. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things God has just been putting on my heart for this season of life is just letting go of my plans for people. Mm-hmm. Even their decisions. Yep. Because we don't realize that we even have plans for other people's decisions until they make a decision that we don't agree with or we think might hurt them in the long run. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes, hey, I'm just trying to help you. But in reality, you they're just going against the plan that you had in your head that, of their life right. and how it tied to your life. Right. Um, and we just, at the end of the day, have to mm-hmm. believe and trust that they have a personal relationship with God, uh, one in which he is showing them things or even allowing them to make decisions that will ultimately um, lead them closer to his heart. Even bad decisions, I'll say. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we want to prevent people from making bad decisions. Don't get me wrong. I don't think you should hold back uh, words of wisdom if you have the opportunity to share those and they're received. But sometimes I do believe that God allows people to make decisions that may hurt them, but will turn them back to him in the end. end. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think it's just one of those things of, uh, like you said, uh, sitting and asking the Holy Spirit, is the truth necessary right now? Is the timing of what I see, um, is it time now for me to say and vocalize what I see? Or are you doing something that I can't see, Lord? Um, but that's why prayer is so important. Mm-hmm. Because even if you don't say something to a person, you can always be praying for them. Um, the word even says, pray for your enemies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in James, it says the prayer of a, um, the earnest prayer of a righteous man um, produces much. Mm-hmm. So even if we're not verbally saying something face to face with a person, it does not mean we can't be fighting for them um, in the spirit, praying for them and, and, and interceding for them. And so many people have prayed for me when I make dumb decisions. Man. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. I'm being real with you, I shouldn't be here. No, but none of us Somebody should. was praying for somebody that I didn't listen to was praying for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
this reminds me of uh, Romans 14. I was reading it today when we were preparing for this topic. Mm -hmm. Um, And it just honestly reminds me a lot of what we're going through now um, Mm -hmm. with just the coronavirus and just the the CDC regulations and just like the bickering that's going on online. Mm -hmm. And um, it's basically talking about like how how in a nutshell is is talking about how another person's convictions might not be your convictions. Oh, wow. So, like, yeah. you know how it talks about, uh, like, if, if one person feels like they should just eat vegetables, but you don't feel like you should just mm-hmm. eat vegetables. Like, let them do their thing and, yeah. and don't judge them. Mm-hmm. But I love the part where it says, um, in verse 10, chapter 14, Romans 14 and 10, it says, so why do you con- condemn another believer? Why do you look down on another believer? Remember, we will all stand before the judge. The judgment seat of God. Mm. And so it's just basically saying, like, why are you looking down on someone? And so even when we're when we're going to kick or whatever, we have to check ourselves. Am I, you know, trying to control this person? Am I looking down on them? Because there's something that God is going to judge me for. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to be judged for something, too. And so it's like, I don't know. It, this is one of those things that is honestly, like you said, going to take prayer and wisdom. Mm-hmm. I think those two things will tell you what to do. Because there are times, let's be real, there are times where you do have to tell the hard truth. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. you know. And I think when you truly love a person, you don't want to do that. Yeah, You don't mm-hmm. want to do that. Like You don't want to have to tell the person the hard truth. It's something that you, that you pray about, you intercede before God, and you ask for, um, for it to be received in mm-hmm. a way. You know, one thing that I've seen... Um, as far as the hard truth being received mm-hmm. is the person that needs to hear it will ask you yeah, what you think. Yeah. Um, and so we really won't even have to pry. You won't even have to force your way into a conversation with them about what you need to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, God will open a door or put it on their heart to come to you. That's true. And they'll ask you exactly what you have an answer for, which mm-hmm. is why you need to be praying. Mm-hmm. Praying and then God speaks to you, and when He speaks to you, hold on to it. Mm-hmm. You know He'll say you're gonna need that later, mm-hmm. and then they'll come to you, and you say what you need to say right there. Mm-hmm. And it, I think it goes back to having an account with somebody, mm-hmm. um, somebody, somebody who is going through something is is not gonna go to somebody that they'll believe is gonna judge them. Right. Even with the most controversial topics mm-hmm. in the world, um, I think we'd be foolish to think that people haven't thought about them in their alone time mm-hmm. and spoken to someone about it um, you know that they th- believe cared about them but if if they just think that somebody's just going to judge them why would they why would they go to anybody right so I, I think man one thing we can take away is is definitely pray and allow the Holy Spirit to put it on their heart to um, bring come to you if you have that relationship mm-hmm. and then you be able to have a conversation with them. Mm-hmm. Cause I believe man, po- prayer is powerful. It is. It's very powerful. It so. is. Sometimes you can pray about something and, and God will tell them like mm-hmm. you're, like we're saying, oh, yeah. God will tell them before and you, you'll just start to see a change in them. And the thing that you really thought you'd have to have a conversation about will no longer be there because they've mm-hmm. already started to make those changes and stuff. Yeah. And so I think that's why, you know, once again, that relationship is important because when you have a relationship with a person, I, I can tell you, honestly, like my prayers are different. So I can pray with the person um, all day. I can intercede on someone's behalf. But like it's different praying for someone that I have a relationship with mm-hmm. because I know like exactly 
what to pray. I know, like, I can say God speak to them on a level that they understand. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, you, you know, you know, you, you can just intercede differently when it's somebody that you have a, a relationship with. Mm-hmm. Not saying that you don't pray as hard for somebody that you don't know, but just when you have a relationship, because now you're praying and you, you truly in your heart want to see God do that thing too. Mm-hmm. And you really want to see God change their life too, because you love that person. Yeah. And you want nothing but the best for that person. And so, I don't know, I think that's important to consider when it's trying to decide, should I lick, should I kick? And and not licking in a way of just, like we said earlier, being passive, but just knowing, is this time, is this even a big deal? Is this me trying to control something? Mm-hmm. That, that stuff helps. Yeah, absolutely. Well, before we wrap up, man, um, could you just remind me just a little bit of what the difference between licking and kicking is? Okay, so licking is just... Basically, um, I like to say when you can just only comfort a person and just Mm. tell a person that it'll be okay. So, for instance, if you have a friend, let's say, that is struggling. Hmm. How can I put this? What's a good example? I'm trying to, like, say something. Struggling with, like, guilt or something. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying not to say something that's, like, that I know of. Okay. So, struggling with guilt. If I know a person is struggling with guilt, I'm not going to be like, right away, you need to get over it. Jesus paid your sins on the cross. Like, I don't know what they did. And some people are truly remorseful. So originally, or first off, I would obviously pray with them, but just listen. Mm. Like, just shut up, honestly, and listen. You know, that's a part of licking. Letting Mm. someone come to you and truly express how they feel without you preaching a full sermon Mm. just listen just be there just remind them that it's okay that's it that's it it's not me judging it's not me telling you that what you're doing is okay but it's just me reminding you that god loves you just as much as he loves me Mm -hmm. just as much as he loves billy graham just as much as he loves Uh td jakes mike todd anybody else that we um look up to in you know in the kingdom he loves you the same his Mm -hmm. love is not gonna adjust to what you did Right. He just loves you. Mm-hmm. And that's what's so great about God. And I think that's when licking comes into play. It's just, right. just loving them the way that God loves them. Kicking, I think, for me personally, is when you actually have to say, okay, listen. Here's And, and that's, you can find it in James where it says, like, if a brother, I can't, I'm about to jack this whole thing up. So <laughs> it's something in James about, like, if a brother falls or something like first. Mm-hmm. At some point, it says go to them in private. Oh, that yeah, that's actually, um, I want to say Matthew. Uh, anyway. Okay, it's somewhere yeah. in the Bible. In the words of Torah, read the whole Bible, you'll find it. Um, I think that's when you have to have that conversation with them. So, like, if somebody continues to struggle with guilt, you have to tell them, like, okay, listen. Mm. Like, you got to stop holding yourself accountable for something that you can't pay for. Mm-hmm. Because guilt is essentially arrogance. Because now you feel like you're in a position where you can repay the wrong that you did and you can't got already paid for that. Okay. So let me, I might be um, kind of a long shot here, but would you say kicking is appropriate when somebody's already received a word from the Lord? Yes. Oh, for sure. Because I've been in situations where I've, I've said, hey, I feel like the Lord told me, told me to do this or telling me to do this. And I keep talking about it and someone kicks me like, we'll do it. Mm-hmm. And that was, it was the kick I needed, like, almost like a jump start yeah. to, to step out on whatever it was the Lord was telling me to do. Yeah, yeah. So, I probably shouldn't talk about this. I was going to talk about the time at Wild Honey. 
Yeah, I'm talking about that time. Wait, I forgot about that time. Wait, I, I don't know. Oh, you know. Oh, wait. We're gonna have we're gonna have a topic. That's a whole nother episode. But yes, that that is that's perfect. When when God gives somebody a word and you know that they got the word, especially if they tell you about the word and they mm-hmm. still ain't walking that thing out, okay, lace up your cleats. Okay, don't punt though. <laughs> yeah, don't punt. On don't this punt. Thing. Don't punt. Just but just just kick and not like kicking to harm, but kicking to push them forward. Because a lot of us we low key be getting scared to move on the word that God gave us. Mm-hmm. I can tell you with this, I was terrified. Like this platform, I'm still scared. But I've had friends and uh, family there to constantly kick and just say, like, okay, let's keep going. Let's mm-hmm. go to the next phase. Let's go to this. Like you said, God said, move on it. And and those are coming from love. Because mm-hmm. why? We know that what you hold is powerful. We know that if you don't move on this thing, now you got to answer to God. Mm-hmm. Who's trying to watch you deal with that? Like, yeah. So those are the times of knowing when to lick and when to kick. All right. It's almost game time, bro. Okay. Game time, time is coming. Okay, it's Thursday. I don't know when you're listening to this, but maybe you're still in quarantine and maybe you are about to turn this phone off, turn this computer off, and you are about to go back into the mission fields. And so in order to make it in the mission field, in order to make it, um, you have to have strategy. Mm, Game plan. Game plan. So let's start. It's time for the huddle. So number one, we just want to say pray. Mm. When you're trying to decide if it's time to lick or kick, pray. And here's a scripture for it. Philippians 4, verses 6 to 7. You want to read it? Oh, shoot. <laughs> yeah, I got you right here. It says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Amen. So let's pray. And as we're giving you these scriptures, write them down. Remember them. Consider them before you dis- make your decision on, am I licking or am I kicking? Number two, after prayer, is practice patience. First Corinthians verses, uh, or chapter 13, verses 1 through 7. I'm not going to read them all, but you should definitely check them out. One scripture that I want to point out, which is verse number four in First Corinthians chapter 13. It says, love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud. Actually, I'm going to go on to five. Or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable. And it keeps no record of being wrong. So this takes us back to what we said earlier. Remember, we can't keep a record of somebody being wrong because God has given us new mercies every single day. It's by his mercies that we are not consumed. And then we also have to remember, before we lick or kick, am I being patient? Am I being kind? I don't want to come across as rude. I don't want to demand my own way. Remember, remember in Romans 14, it says, don't judge one another because we all have to stand before the ultimate judge. So am I licking or am I kicking? Am I trying to control something? Am I being loving? Am I being patient? If if my answer is no to patience, that means it's probably not the time for me to say this because they're probably not at a level of understanding or they haven't reached that level of revelation that I'm at. So we got pray. We got practice patience. And our third point is know the truth. Man. Know the truth. In order to know the truth, you got to know what? The word. The word of God, which is why we gave you scriptures. And now if you're new to reading the Bible, that's OK. Go back and really get these scriptures. Read before the scriptures that we pointed out to you and read after them so that you can get that full context. But write these down. This is your strategy. This is your game plan. This is why we call it the huddle, because you're not in this by yourself. 
We're here with you. We want to help you win. We all want to win. We're actually won already. We've already oh, yeah. got the victory. Mm -hmm. So we just got to show up to claim the trophy and continue to use the strategy so that we can make it through the mission fields. Amen. Amen. All right, brother. All right. Let's practice what we preach. Amen. Well, before we end this huddle, we got to pray. Now that we got our game plan, we got to pray because why? We need God. We need the power of the Holy Spirit to help us and give us grace so that we may be able to operate in the mission field, Amen. that we may be able to be a light in the mission field, that we can apply these steps, these strategies so that we know how to pray, that we know how to practice patience and that we can stand on the truth of the word of God. So let's Amen. pray. Lord, we just thank you once again for this episode. We're so grateful, God, for your word, God, your word that can help us navigate through the mission field, your word that can help us navigate through these trying times. And God, we're asking for your wisdom. We're asking for your Holy Spirit to give us discernment on knowing when to lick and when to kick. God, we're asking for patience. It's not easy. Some of us are quarantined with people we don't particularly care for. Some of us are having to sit in houses and we're now starting to discover flaws that we were always able to overlook due to distractions. But God, in the still time, in the quiet time, we're asking that you give us the grace, God, to love those that you place in our lives like you love them, God. Help us to see those how you see them, God, and to love them how you love them. Lord God, help us to remember the huddle. Help us to remember the steps and the strategy that you've given us. Help us to pray. Help us to practice patience and give us the wisdom so that we may be able to understand and know your truth. These things we ask in Jesus' name we pray until we meet again. Amen. Amen. We out.